Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That sounds good. Let's do it again like we really mean it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Now, you sound like Word of Life. Amen. That's right. yeah, it's not just a regular church. It's Word of Life. Amen. We do things a little different over here. Amen. Uh, we get into the Word and we have expectations based on the Word. Amen. Amen. Now, as I said, this is the day. All right, praise. That sounds pretty good. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. How many know what psalm that is? Who? Come on, I got somebody in their word. Come on, somebody. Psalm 118, you're too slow. Turn there before we even pray. Psalm 118, verse 24. But I'm going to give you some bonus on this to prepare us for this series. Psalm 118, verse 24, uh, and we're going to open up in prayer in a moment, but I, I got to have you get this so we can, we can go where God has taken us. Psalm 118, and we're looking here at verse 24. Who's there? Amen. Tell your neighbor, come on. Hurry up now. <laughs> okay, let's read it together in the King James. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, stop, stop, stop. Here's this part. Verse 25. We've got to let this drop into our spirit. Now, I'm, I'm going to read it first, and then I'm going to just let y'all read it. Amen? But it says, Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Amen? Send now. How many want prosperity now? I mean, this is total, you know, abundant health, wealth and total life prosperity. But he says, send now prosperity. Now, you guys read it. Verse 25. Go ahead. Amen. One of the things we got to do in the body of Christ is is learn how to unify. (laughs) Amen. I'm, I'm trying to help you, you know. That's one of the biggest problems in the church is, is everybody's on their own brain wave. We, come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you the truth. We got to work together. Amen. We got to come together and be on one accord so that we can accomplish the things that God has in store for us. So to help you out in this, because, you know, that wasn't unified. <laughs> come on now. That wasn't unified. Y'all were saying it, but y'all weren't saying it together. We got to come together on this to re- be ready to receive what God has for us. So to help you, I'm going to say, say a part, then you repeat it. I'm going to say a part, then you repeat it. Amen? All right. Just this last part, or verse 25. Save now. Save now. I beseech thee. I beseech thee. O Lord. O Lord. O Lord. O Lord. I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. Send now prosperity. Send now prosperity. Now give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That sounded unified. Now, don't you feel good when you have a backing and you're with your, your brothers and sisters in the Lord and you can feel that unification that God has intended for us to have. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray before we get into this message. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for blessing us to be here this morning. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you that your word is the truth. And we're sanctified, set apart 
for your purpose, according to your truth, the truth of your word. Lord, I ask that you release your word in this place this morning with power and authority. Let the anointing flow freely and that you would open up the hearts and minds of your people, that we will receive this transforming word, this power into our hearts. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Church said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I let you know that we will be starting a new series that's going to bring in transformation into the body of Christ. Um, and we just finished our series. In fact, I, I preached six messages on increase. Amen. Six messages on increase. And that was intended to open our minds and help us to be prepared for the increase that God has for us. And then we would expect God's goodness to start to flow in our lives and know that God wants to cause us to prosper and even do better than we are. He wants us to do better than we are. Amen. He don't want you to just stop right there. He wants you to expect more and more goodness and more finances and all kind of things coming into your life. Amen? Amen. Now, this next series is really just going to show us how to welcome that increase into our lives and position us and empower us to know what to do with it. Amen. I titled this message Kings and Priest. Kings and Priest. Now, this is a revelation that is for us and is for now. And, and, and some have heard of this and some have not, but this is, is a, a biblical truth. The, this is a powerful truth that we need to get a hold of. In fact, a, a, a powerful revelation that will bring transformation into the church. What do I mean by transformation? This is that equipping. How many know we have to be equipped? You, do you realize that you got a big job to do? I'm going to show you in the word. You got a big giant job to do. There's a world that needs to be won over into the kingdom of God. You have a big job to do. And this revelation is going to bring that transformation we need. And it's going to empower us to do what we are called to do in the earth. Now go over here to Mark chapter 16. We'll start out there this morning. Mark chapter 16. You get there, say amen. Okay, Mark chapter 16, and then we know verse 15. And he said, this is Jesus getting ready to send him out. He said unto them, go into all the world. Somebody say all the world. world. Okay, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In the Amplified of verse 15, he says, and he said unto them, go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature of the whole human race. Oh, I don't even think you guys are understanding the power. Do you realize the mandate that we have as Christians. He says to the whole human race. We know John 3:16 he says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but 
shall have everlasting life. Amen. John 3, 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Okay, so we know that that's Jesus' purpose. Amen. Now, how many know Jesus, we took communion today, and so Jesus died for you and rose from the dead, and he's ascended to heaven now. Amen. But we are, what is the church called? Hmm. The body of who? The body of Christ. And so we're here today because we are a part of the body of Christ. Now, everybody in the world is not a part of the body of Christ. Everyone in the world is God's creation, is a part of this human race. They've all been created by God, but they're not all a part of the body of Christ. You can only become a member of the body of Christ when you accept Jesus, come on somebody, as your Lord and Savior. But somebody had to tell you about Jesus. Somebody had to let you know that salvation has come into the world. Now, when we look at this, he's saying, I want you to go into the whole world and let the entire human race know that I came for them. That I have conquered sin and death for them. Now, this is a big assignment. A very big assignment. Now, one of the things that we have to learn first and foremost, now, and, and I'm going to help you as God helps me. We have to learn that our lives are not about us. Oh, man, I could just stop right there. And some, look at your neighbor and say, it's not about you. Because the majority of your life is spent pleasing who? You. Come on, somebody, let's just be honest. You, and listen, even when you call yourself pleasing others, it's still pleasing you because that's what you think you're supposed to do. So it's still back on you. You want to please others because you want others to approve of who? Oh, come on, somebody. You want them to approve of you. That's why you spend your life trying to please others. But the thing that we have to understand is our lives are not about us. Okay, let me just say this another way. I'm, tr- I'm going to help you, man. I'm, I'm just so excited about this thing. Because, you know, Christians got so many issues and hang-ups and they're depressed and it rains outside and now they're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I mean, I have, you know, oh, I had these bad things happening in my life. I don't know what you, can you all help me? Come on, I just need, you know, I just need to be encouraged. Can I get a hug? You know, that's how Christians live most of the time. Or they got an attitude, you better leave me alone. I'm, I'm, you know, listen, I ain't got time to deal with you today. I'm going through some things, so you need to go ahead and, you know, leave me alone. Why? Because it's all about you. And when you feel like being godly, come on, somebody, then you're godly. You feel like walking in love? Uh, Well, you know, it's a good day today. Sun's out. Everything's going. Listen, I didn't got a paycheck. Hey, I'm going to walk in love today. I'm going to go ahead and walk in love. And money's short, you know, that's around, and it's in between paychecks. 
raining. Come on, somebody need to get gas in the car. You know, just got kids acting up. You know, some listen, stuff is due. Stuff got to be paid. Come on, somebody. And you, you talking about evangelism? Please. <laughs> Eva- the world. Come on. Uh huh. You know, you be clicking. You, you turn those passes off. You know, so that's that's when you pull out Pastor Troy's CD. I, I, you know what? I'm not gonna hear him today. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, because I need to get my mind right. So let me go ahead and put something in that's, that's going to speak to me. Uh, yeah. Come on, somebody. You act, be acting like you listen to Pastor Troy all the time. I know how they be putting me in the glove box. You put me in the glove box, man, because, you know, you're going through it and you got to get, uh-huh. This is, this is just about me right now. You know, I got to get this thing together, uh-huh. It's all about me. I got to get my vibe right. Huh? Come on, I'm telling I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speaking under the anointing of God. Amen? Amen? Now, why does that happen? You haven't received the, the first revelation you need to receive. It's not about you. Because if it were just only about you, you would get saved. Here I am, Jesus. Poof. He'd, be, he'd take you out of here quick because he know you wouldn't make it. He'd snatch you up and say, I, you're gone. But you're still here today because it's not about you. Somebody needs to see the delivering power of God evident. They need to see the tangible delivering power of God. They need to see that it's real. That's why you are a part of his. Hmm. We're not, a, we're not the body of the world. We are the body of Christ in the world. But we got something to do. He said, go, let the whole world, the whole human race know about me. That is a big assignment. And we can't do that if we don't receive this first revelation. Life is not about me. So what does it mean? This life that I have, is not mine. Well, I don't feel like doing, it has nothing. To, listen, he, it has nothing. When he told the disciples to go, he didn't say, if you feel like it. Now, I want you to go out and preach the gospel if you feel like it. Matter of fact, Jesus would say, if a man will follow after me, he must lose himself. If you're going to come after me, you're going to have to lose yourself or don't come after me. Because that's not how we do it. It's my way or no way. I welcome you all. The doors open. But if you're going to follow me, let a man deny himself daily. Matter of fact, pick up your cross. That means crucify yourself daily. Remind yourself, this is not about me. Well, pastor, I was going through it and I fell into a little attitude. Repent that because you didn't got selfish. Well, I just don't like the way they treated me. Well, how'd they treat Jesus? Amen. Now, what what Jesus said now, I, well, you know, these people, they just treated me wrong. So they they bought it out of huh? what they can't bring nothing out of you. Come on, somebody. Can't nobody pull nothing bad out of you. If somebody pulls something bad out of you, you need to thank them for reminding you that it's still there. Oh, you didn't pull out this attitude. I thought I was delivered. Thank you. For reminding me that I was. In trouble. 
with God. So you're not you're not okay with God. When things come out and people pull things out, that's you not walking in the revelation of the fact that it is not about me. It's all about Jesus. The only reason I'm still here in this earth is because it's about Jesus. I am supposed to do my part to bring people in to the kingdom of God. So that's the one thing we have to learn. And then now we have to learn purpose. Second thing is, okay, first we learn it's not about us. Well, if we learn it's not about us, well, what is it about? I alluded to it just a moment ago. But why are we here? You ever thought about that? Why are you still here? Come on, somebody. Some of you have been through some things in your life and other folk been through the same stuff and didn't make it out. Come on, church. Some of you have been in some situations and gotten yourself involved in some stuff and others got involved in the same thing and they're not here today. Some of you got yourself in some situations and others got themselves in the same thing and they're in the penitentiary and you're not. Come on, somebody. They're, they're not. Listen, they're not walking in freedom. Some of you have done some things that deserved great punishment. Come on. But you sitting up in here on, in church. Come on. Didn't even walk to church either. Come on. I mean, some of you drove up in here. Come on, somebody. Clothes, clean clothes on, look, looking nice. Come on. You think this is because God just, you know, I just want to take care of them like that. No, man. He got something he wants to do with your life. That's why you ever wonder. I mean, I, sometimes I sit back and I say, well, Lord, and then God will give me flashes of things I've been involved in in my life. Situations I've been in right there. I'm talking about right there seeing something bad happen and it missed me. Now, he, remi- he uses those things to remind me that's because I got a plan for you. That's because I got something that I'm going to do with your life. That's why it took them out, but not you. Come on, somebody. You got to get this revelation. It's not about me. I'm not here to do whatever I feel like. I'm here to please God and, and, and to present myself to him as a living sacrifice, because without him, I would not even be here. Amen. There's not a person in this room today or listening on the Internet or anywhere that could be able to say, I deserve all this good stuff I got. I've not done anything bad in my past. I've been clean. Listen, when you thought you were clean, you were dirty. Come on, somebody. When you were going around telling everybody how clean you were, you were dirty. And God knew it. All along. So it's not about us. Number one revelation we got to get. Number two, he has a plan for my life. He wants to use me. Now, what is the reason? And, and, and just to sum it up, there's many ways to do it, but to, to give you an overall uh, view of this and just to sum it up, the, the reason that we are here, all of us are still here, that one reason is that we would build the kingdom of God. That's it. It comes all the way back to Mark 16, 15. That's why you're still here. Listen, as a saved person, 
There are people here that are not saved yet. God's trying to give them a chance to receive him. But I'm talking about saved folks. I'm talking about folks that have given their lives to Jesus. Once again, if it were not for his purpose, he would take you out of here. You'd be gone as soon as you said the sinner's prayer. But being that you have said it, and if you haven't said it, you need to say it. Well, well, how do I say that, Pastor? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I love you. Please forgive me for all of my sins. I've messed up, but today I commit my life into your hands. I accept you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. My life is not my own. Today I lay it at your feet. Do with me as you please. This day I am saved. Oh, is that easy? You don't have to go to no classes, no? Jesus says, if any man would open up his heart, he'd come in and dine with him. We looked at Romans earlier in, in uh, Romans 10, 13. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you haven't done that, then just do it. I'm going to say, you know, we have all these uh, altar calls and people be counting sal- salvation. And yeah, well, you know, we had uh, 300 people give their lives to the Lord. Well, did they really? It don't take all that. It takes you giving it yourself. You have an opportunity. And I just put it on CD. So you can rehearse it. So I, you know, Pastor, I don't really know how to go out and witness to nobody because, you know, I don't know what to say. King, what's his message? Uh, Kings and priests? One. Part one. So you can go back. and, And I'll give you some help on it. It's about 21, 22 minutes into the message. And you can go ahead and fast forward it about 22 minutes into the message and say, well, now, what, what was that sinner's prayer thing he said? Now, you can do that out in the community. Yeah, man, you can meet somebody and they be just, just doing their own thing. And you can, God can use you and you say, well, let me lead you in this prayer. That's how it works. Amen. That's how it works. And so. We understand, I'm here to build the kingdom. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm in the earth. And some of you right now say, well, that's it. I know what it is now. I'm going to go knock on every door in my neighborhood, and I'm going to try to see if I can lead them in the sinner's prayer. I'm going to, you know, when I'm at the gas station, I'm going to look for somebody. I'm going to get them. That's not it. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to help you with. Your purpose is for the building of the kingdom, but you got to understand God's going to use you in a special way. Now go over here to Romans. Now I got to lay this foundation out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this out to us so we can be prepared for all this that God has for us. Romans 8, 28. Word of God here says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to whose purpose? His purpose. If you haven't got there yet, get, look on the Drumbletron. You need to see it's for according to his purpose. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this in the Amplified. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design 
and purpose. He has a special purpose for your life. He has a design. He has empowered you. He has put some things in you that you don't really know, maybe that are there, but it's for what reason? For the building of the kingdom. For the building of the kingdom. And God wants you to know now, if you lock into this and you say, well, I'm here to build the kingdom of God. That is when. See, some folks misquote this. They go around saying all things work together for good. For those who love God and, and they forget that call according to his purpose part. But they oh, everything's going to work out. No, it's not. It's not going to work out until you get on to his purpose. Until you commit your life and say, I'm about my father's business. Uh, that's that's what I'm actually doing. I'm about my father's business. Well, wait a minute, Pastor. We're, we can't all be preachers exactly. That's why I'm preaching this message. People think that the preacher, yeah, your life is supposed to be about God, everything, because you're the preacher. But I'm not. I got to go to work. I know. That's why I'm preaching this. You're supposed to go to work. You're supposed to be about your father's business, but there's a financial thing God's going to do with you. See, I'm going to help you be prepared to receive. How many want to receive it? Your life is not about you. It's about building the kingdom, about doing what God. Now, if I get this thing together in my mind, that's when I can expect stuff to start lining up. Come on, somebody. Why? Because I'm about my father's business and I can stand in this word. All things work together for good, for my good. It's going to all work out. Why? Because I love Jesus? No, 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 no. They didn't say this because you, listen, does this say everything's going to work out for you because you love Jesus? Yeah, well, you love Jesus, expect everything to work out. That doesn't say that. It says, for those who are called according to his purpose. You have a purpose to fulfill in the earth. And when you get busy about your father's business, that is when you can expect all things. I don't care what it is. You can expect it to get right. You can expect things to start to change. Listen, life gets better when you lock in to God's divine purpose. I mean to tell you, favor is assigned. Come on. This is going to change everything for you, church. I'm telling you, if you can get this revelation, I've been trying to figure out this and figure out that. No, lock into the plan and purpose of God. Now, his anointing comes. The anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. It starts removing burdens. Come on, somebody, you've been having financial burdens plaguing your life. The anointing will break those things, but you're going to have to get locked into purpose. Why am I here? I'm not here to just pray for breakthrough. Lord, is that why you still got me down here so I can just keep praying for my breakthrough one day? Because, you know, I need me a testimony. Is that why I'm here? No, he will start to work these things out once you lock in to his plan and purpose for your life. Now that favor starts to come down. The anointing of God is released and now burdens are destroyed and yokes of bondage are broken and you're able to be free to do what he wants you to do. That's why you're still here. So the souls will be saved. One into the kingdom. We're here for this reason. Now go up to Romans. I mean, excuse me, Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. All right. 
Now, we, we, we're going somewhere with this thing here, and it's got to be a buildup because you got to be ready to receive this because I get to preaching this and to go over your head. Um, come on, somebody. I got to, you know, I got to get you ready for this. We all now let's let's before we even read anymore. We, do we agree that it's not about us? I want you to say this to yourself. Say it's not about me. It's about God. Let's say it again. Say it's not about me. It's about God. OK, we, we understand that. So now we're going to see what God would do and how he would. Listen, you can't go to God and say, well, Lord, I've, I've been thinking, been praying, doing a little fasting. And uh, I think you ought to use me this way. That's what I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about it. And, uh, you know, you know how things work out with me. And, you know, people say this about, you know, well, I, Lord, I, I, I believe I'm going to go to this church over here. And God said, no, you got to be where I place you. You can't tell me how you're going to serve me. Because listen, because you'll be serving without an anointing. Come on, somebody. Now, that is a whole nother message. Oh, when you get to serving God without an anointing, you'll get tired of it quick. You'll get nasty. Come on, somebody. You'll start just, man, you'll be giving God some old stinky service. I mean, God will be like, I, you know, I, I'm good. We don't need your help today. Well, you don't want God doing that. I, no, 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 no. We're, we're okay. Thank you. <laughs> Messing around, the church won't even let you volunteer anymore. Amen? I said, no, we're good. No, we're, we're okay. Because you, you got, now, that's service without an anointing. Well, you get to serving God with an anointing. It's the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. So there's no burden. Come on, somebody. There's no burden. There ain't no burden for me to get up here and preach this gospel. Because I'm anointed to do it. Amen. This is not a burden for me. Come on, somebody. I, it, listen, I ain't afraid to read your mail. God get to breaking it down to me. I'll tell you all about you. Hey, to you. Amen. It's not a burden. But see, when we serve God and then we get that anointing on it, now it can flow. Now, so we understand this. We're going to let God do whatever he wants to do with our lives. Now, he has given us a powerful model. And this is the way the church actually works. Church being the body of Christ. Revelation chapter one. And I'll read verse five and six. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, you got you to just meditate on that right for a second, that he has washed you, he has cleaned you up. Jesus himself has cleaned you up with his own blood. And so he saved us, cleaned us up, and then now he has anointed us to do his work here in the earth. He has cleaned us up, snatched you out of the pit, washed you, cleaned you with his blood, now anointed you, with power, so that you now can do his work, where? In heaven? Why are so many Christians waiting to get to heaven to be serious about God? I'm going to get busy with God when I get to heaven. No, you're not. 
It's to do it here in the earth. God needs you to do it here in the earth. And verse six, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so he has made us kings and priests. Somebody say kings, kings. and priests. Let's say it like we mean. Say kings, kings. And, priests. and priests. Now, the, now you got to get this revelation. This is powerful. These are the two major anointings that God has released into the body of Christ. Now, when Jesus was here, he was both king and priest. I'm going to break this down to you. Now, as we're in the body of Christ, we're members of the body of Christ. God is releasing these two. Some might say two. two. There are two anointings in this way. We're talking about the corporate structure of the church. Now, you have to understand the corporate structure of the church in order for your life to function the way it's supposed to. Many people's lives are not functioning the way God wants because they don't understand the corporate structure of the church. God's anointing, how it's released. I mean, everybody ain't called to preach. Come on. I've met some folks over the years. They say, well, you know, that seems kind of cool. I feel like I got a word from God, too. Oh, you do? Pulpit is nothing to play with. Well, you know, I want to get in front of some folks. I mean, I, you know, I feel like, you know, I like to talk, too. Okay, let me let me get up. This, this is not a game area right here. This, this is not, listen, folks will drop dead if they approach this the wrong way. Amen? So it's not going to be on my watch. Amen? It's an anointing. So there's two major anointings that God has released in the church, in the body of Christ. Now, why did he release these anointings? To fulfill his plan in the earth. To fulfill his plan in the earth. Let's talk about the priest. The priest, this is now, this is, remember, the, the corporate structure of the church. Now, if you're uh, married and, and uh, you know, you have a family, things like that, you would be considered the priest of your home. That's a private anointing that God will give you to be able to be the priest of your home, to, to help your family in that way. Amen. But when I'm talking about the, the corporate anointing for the church, the way God has set this up so that we can go forth and fulfill this great commission, he has the priest in place. Now we're talking about the fivefold ministry, amen? This is the apostles, uh, the prophets, the um, evangelists, pastors and teachers. It's the fivefold ministry, the, five, the office. Now this is those, when I'm talking about the corporate church, these are those that are called to the ministry. Amen? amen. Listen. Not called to serve. Everybody, praise the Lord. We're the, we're the members of the body of Christ, so we serve and we do our part. But I'm talking about this office of a priest. A priest is one who is called and anointed to hear from God. Matter of fact, the priest is the one who's responsible for getting the vision. Come on, church, I'm trying to help you. You have to understand this because if you don't, 
there'll be a division in this and we won't be able to function and prosper the way we want to, the way we're, God has called us to. The priest is supposed to get the vision from God. Now, who is the priest? It's going to be that person in, our, in modern day times, mainly it's the pastor. But it's, it's this fivefold ministry, Ephesians 4.11. You have to turn there. But a person, I've had people I've met in, in and, you know, it's, I mean, no, it's easy to just give a word if you feel like it. Uh, you know, I just want to give a word. I mean, no, that's not the same as getting a hold of the vision of God. I've got to go before God and get the vision so that now we can move forward. I've got the priest has to go before the Lord and hear from God and get that download from God so that now he can help the body of Christ. I have to be empowered and equipped to speak into your life so that you will know where you're supposed to go. Listen, folks that are not undercover, they have no man of God covering their lives. They're in danger because nobody is speaking into their lives. They have no direction that they're following. They don't know. There are things that they cannot see yet because God's going to speak to the priest, the man of God. He's going to speak to me. He's going to tell me things that you can't even hear yet. Things that are going to happen that you just don't know yet. That's why you got to be undercover. That's why you got to understand these two anointings flowing in. Well, you know, I, well, the pastor, I mean, he ain't all that. Yes, he is. Come on, I'm trying to help you. This is, listen, and just so you know, I didn't pick this. If I had my choice, I would have picked the other side. I'm, and listen, I'm telling you the truth. I, listen, I have never been a person that needed to be popular. I didn't need you to be my friend or, you know, come tell me I'm doing so. I know I'm good. Peace. Got my family. I mean, you handle your business. I've never been one of those people. I've never been one that would do stuff that everybody would just because they're doing it. Hey, look at me, guys. I can do it, too. I don't care what you think. I've never been like that. So I didn't pick this. Some people pick this. You can't pick this. You can't pick this church. You cannot pick to be a priest. You have to be called. And if you don't respect the anointing of a priest, you won't be able to submit to this authority and your life is not going to flow the way God wants. I'm a millionaire. I got money coming. It's on me. Good health. Well, how come you got all this stuff keep happening to you? Amen. Amen. You got to understand the order, the corporate order of the church and the way God does things. So that priest has to go before God, get the vision. I'm the one that has to have the vision for this church. We have a vision statement in here. Who came up with it? Come on. Which one of y'all came and gave me the vision statement? Here you go, Pastor. This is where we're going. This is where we're heading. Now, in the modern day church, that's changed. They got a lot of these board members and all these people want to tell the pastor what to do. Well, I think you need to preach on this right now. And that's why people's lives are falling apart. That's why folks go to church and they're not delivered. They're not changed. Ain't nothing working. They're under the same bond as they were before. Because you cannot operate outside of the corporate order of God. 
The priest. That's me. Over here. Come on. I'm not asking nobody's opinion. Come on. Well, I didn't like what pastor said today. I didn't say it so you'd like it. (laughs) That ain't why I said it. (laughs) Well, I don't know what it. Listen. Don't don't be in your car talking about way. You know, I did. Did you did you see the way he said you better pray? Come on, somebody, because I'm, I'm listen, my anointing doesn't come from you. I'm not even motivated by you. Ain't that something? I'm not listening. I ain't even motivated by you at all. Come on. You can't make me smile or frown. I mean, that don't mean nothing. Amen. Oh, we like you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. I like you, too. We don't like you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. I love you. <laughs> Doesn't move me at all. Because I understand the anointing that I'm walking in and that I'm responsible for. I have to get the vision from God. Why? This goes all the way back so that we can go forth and preach the gospel to every creature. That we can fulfill the great commission in the earth that we can. That's why we have church. So you come in here and get trained up. Get trained up. What if I put out a survey? What would you like me to preach on? People would be. Well, today we're going to hear about love. I picked love. <laughs> today we're, we're to, um, healing is next week. You ought to come next Tuesday for healing service. And the church has decided. I'm saying this, but it's happening. And folks are building churches without a vision. They have no man of God hearing from God. They have man, a man of God hearing from other men. Dictating and saying, and, and wonder why the devil has access. Wonder why folks is dying off. Wonder why all this stuff is happening. Because the devil's got access. If it ain't in order, God ain't going to bless it. So we're in order over here. I'm the priest. I understand this. There's two anointings. Then the second is the king, the kingly anointing. Now, you ought to get excited about this. Oh, come on, somebody. Now, the priest has to get the vision. I want you to hear this. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I don't know why I'm just so excited. I know God and put this in my spirit. And I would have picked the king side. That's what I would have picked. I'll say, oh, yeah, because I was I was on that side operating in that thing. Didn't mean nothing to me to drop thousands into the church. Oh, yeah. Come on. Somebody see y'all. Now you're going to you ain't going to hear me now. Then it listen. It didn't bother me. I wasn't one of those people sitting back saying, well. Hmm. Pastor Charles seemed like he getting new stuff lately, don't he? Uh huh. He seemed like he is that a new watch. Hmm. Wonder what he doing. Come on. Come on, somebody. Well, you know, I ain't going to be able to tithe all this. You know, I mean, the church is OK. You know, I'm, I'm going to. Hey, because I like to give. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a little bit, but I can't be giving the church all that. See, you're not listening to me. I'm telling you, it's going to help you. It's going to bring transformation. Listen. God is releasing this right now because there are kings that are going to be raised up in this body of Christ and they'll walk in this anointing and they will have the magnetic power of the blessing and money is going to start to flow into their lives once they understand 
The purpose of it. Why? Why? Okay, there's two anointings. Now, you can have gifts, different gifts. You can help and serve in ministry, different things. I'm talking about these major two anointings for the corporate church. You're either a priest. How do I know I'm a priest? Because I read the Bible all the time, and I like to minister to people. You're no priest. You're not no priest. That ain't no priest. You're just a, a, a faithful witness for the Lord, doing your part in the body of Christ. Amen. That's what you're supposed to A priest is going to take on the mantle to receive the vision from God. And if I don't get it right, your life is going to be jacked up. And guess who's getting chastised? It ain't no, I, I like the word. I memorized some Bible verses. That ain't the priest. The priest is, I'm going to go before God. Just me and you, Lord. Speak to me. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to tell them. I will only speak to them what you tell me to tell them. What do they need? What do they need to hear? you got to have this in your life. If you don't, you are running around and the devil's laughing at you. He's looking at you saying, mm-hmm, keep running. I'm going to get you in a second. Because you have no direction. Amen? Amen? Now, I can't separate this. I can't. Now, the priest is a calling. If you don't have that calling, then what does that make you? Oh, man. How much time? <sighs> Listen, I can talk all this money stuff, and y'all be looking in the mail. Yeah, my check's coming today. I mean, you know, I've seen him find some gold on the news. My turn's next. I'm going to give me some. Some's coming to me. Come on. You have got to understand two anointings. If you're not a priest, then what are you? How many priests we got out here today? And this is biblical. I'm going to show you through this series. The ratio was always a small amount of priests to a multitude of kings. I'm going to show you through this series. I'm going to break it down scripturally for you. A small amount of priests, multitude of kings. Once again, I would have picked the king side. Why? Because now I can pray and be a good Christian. But I can go out there and and make my money and do what I need to do. Come on, somebody. I can go out there and, and, and get an honest hustle on. Uh, yeah, I have to say honest these days. Honest hustle. Amen. And get it. I should be able to do that. No problem. Get it. Make it done. You know, bring it in. Let's go. Writing big checks for the work of the kingdom. Amen. Because you have a kingly anointing on you. So I'm the priest. I have to get the vision from God. Now, when I get the vision, now the king is going to get the provision. I thought the church had a government grant. <laughs> I mean, you know, the you, you don't get no special thing from the government, pastor, nothing? What do you mean we got to, who pays the rent? I thought it was free for churches. Come on. God will give the priest the vision, and then he's going to anoint the king to bring in the provision. 
He is going to listen. That is why you got to catch revelation of this kingly anointing. You have to understand that my part in building the kingdom is bringing in the spoils. I am anointed to go into the battlefield of the marketplace and win. Well, I need a, a raise. Step into this anointing I'm speaking of today. Step into this. In, listen, God will put increase on you because he understands you're a king and you have the anointing to win the spoils and you will be funding the vision. Not everybody wants to hear this, but everybody wants to get blessed by God. Everybody wants to get increase. Everybody wants to get money coming in. You got to step into this kingly anointing. God gives a priest the vision. Then he brings in the provision through the kings. He brings a provision in through the kings. Why? So that the body of Christ can move forward. We have to have both sides. Well, why don't I just be the king and the priest? Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me help you. Why don't I just be the king and the priest? I can't do it. Because I'm not Jesus. Ah. Why don't I just be the king? And why don't I get the vision from God and say, well, let's go, God. You know, I got it. Write the check and carry y'all all with me. I'm not Jesus. He divided the anointings. This was a struggle for me. Because I want to be on the king's side. And I didn't realize, why am I, why is there a battle in in my inner, why is there a battle in my spirit? I'm out here doing this thing and I'm a tither and I'm honest with everything. Why am I having a struggle? Because I had a priestly anointing on me. I'm supposed to be hearing from God. I'm supposed to be getting a vision. But I was too busy out getting the provision. It's not my job to get the provision. It's my job to get the vision and then speak life into the kings so that they would have an anointing to bring in the provision. That's what's supposed to be happening. That is when the church takes off. Wow. For so long, I'm like, I I don't want these people thinking I I need their money or anything. Because, Lord, you take care of me. It's not that that that's the wrong thinking. You got to jump on board. So in your thinking as a king, now just to clear it up, doesn't mean you may have a gift. This is different than what I'm talking about today. You may be gifted to sing. You may be gifted to serve in the kids ministry and take care of the kids or speak to the youth or do those things. But you're not a priest. What does that mean? It's not all on your shoulders. Jesus didn't put it on you. You're not responsible for the house. I'm responsible for the whole house. But we want to do something downstairs. I got to make sure that's good. I got to make sure that's safe. Because God ain't going to come to you and say, now, why would you allow that to happen? Because what would you say? Um, Have you talked to Pastor Troy? Because he's he's in charge, not me. Amen. So I'm the one that has to be responsible for all these things and making sure everything is just right and and safe and we're paying attention to, okay, safety things. God will give me stuff that he don't give you. He may give you an idea, but he's going to carry me further steps down the road because what? I'm the priest. But now you being the king, now you understand I have an anointing and you got to get this revelation, church. 
We're going to speak about the tithe and all those things. But the way it worked in the biblical times is the kings would go out. First, they'd get a word from the priest. Then they'd go out and win the spoils, and then they'd bring it back in to the house of God. Now, God has set this thing in place to where you don't even have to bring all that you make, come on, somebody, back to the house of God. What an advantage it is to be a king. You get the anointing of increase on you, and God causes you to flourish, and you become a millionaire, and you only got to give 10% back to the house of God. What kind of deal is that? And the priest got to sacrifice everything. Just to hear from God to help you get your millions. And all you got to do is give a tenth. To stay in order. God's going to take you past that though. See that's why God won't raise you up to be a million. He won't use you for that. If you don't understand this revelation. Now we get the vision. Now he's going to use the king to bring the provision. And as a result of that we can start doing things. We can start making some power moves for God. Philippines would have been paid for already. Huh? Come on. Some of you ain't even caught the revelation of this thing. The vision's already been given. I'm not waiting on God to give me a vision. Should I go? Should I go? Let me know, Lord. I'm still, hold on, church. I'm waiting. Let me, let me know. Should I go? I've already been told to go. Now it's time for some kings to step up and walk in this anointing and understand that pastor gets the vision. We bring the provision. And as a result, we all build the kingdom of God and the church goes forward and prospers and thrives. But the devil has been very deceptive in this, and he's caused people to think differently in their mind. They get a a block and they don't see themselves as kings and they just say, well, I just got to have enough to take care of myself. Listen, your little budget ain't enough to be a king. Oh, I'm trying to preach this word to you. You didn't got comfortable. What? Man, you didn't got comfortable. Well, I tithe, but you ain't no king. You ain't walking in that kingly anointing. You're not writing checks for thousands. Come on, somebody. I'm not trying to be mean. You got to catch this revelation. If you want God to increase you, you got to jump on board with this. You got to understand I have a kingly anointing and kings don't sit back. And just wait for it to come in. Come on, man. I'm Lord. Oh, you know, the body of Christ is deceived. And and people sitting back. And I'm a tither. I cut my tithe. But you got to be in a position to fund the vision. You got to be. Listen, if I was not on the priestly side, I'm telling you, man, I would be making power moves in the earth to position myself to be a king, to operate as a king, to write big checks. Pastor, you got to go to the Philippines. How much it costs? Bam. Let's go. Next project. See, y'all not with me today. Next project. Some of you ain't even caught the revelation of tithing. Tithing is elementary. Come on, somebody. That's baby step. That's element. We passed that. 
We're talking about making power moves, doing what we're supposed to do, building the kingdom. God didn't ask everybody to be in full-time ministry. He didn't anoint everybody to do it. He didn't anoint you to do it. He gave you a priest so that you can come and receive this vision. Let it, let it be poured into you. And now you can get on busy about this provision. And watch what God starts doing. He said, well, you know, they're, they're out there king, and so I've got to give them a pay raise. Come on, somebody. They're out there king, and so I'm going to have to bring more money into that because, you know, I can trust this one here. So I've got to bring more money into their lives. God will see you and he'll say that. You, I know I got to bring you more money. Because you have the understanding of what you are supposed to do. We go out, the kings go out and get the spoils where? In the Old Testament days, it was the battlefields. In modern day times, it's the marketplace. It is the marketplace. You go out there and you get the wealth. Not from the church. You get it from the world and bring it into the church. So the church goes out and wins. Now, I have to open my mind. In closing this message, I want you to open your mind and say, well, okay, shoo. I must, I, I, I must have an anointing of increase on me then. I mean, after all that the pastor talking about today, I must have an anointing of increase on me. I must have the anointing to bring in wealth. I must be anointed to win the spoils in the, in the marketplace. You're not at your job just to have a job. You, you're in there to build the kingdom. Now, God will use you to minister in the marketplace, and that's good. But that's a separate anointing. But God's going to bring this kingly anointing on you, and you're going to have the power. Deuteronomy 8.18, he'll give you power to get wealth. But you're busy about your father's business. Now, there's a lot that I have to teach in this, and I can't teach it all today. But as we leave, what do I want you to take away from this? Okay, there are two anointings. The priest and the king. I'm on the king's side. Well, it's about time for me to start kinging. Come on, somebody. It's about time for me to start kinging, amen? I need to open my mind to this thing so that wealth could start to come into me, so that wealth would start to run. In my direction. Because pastor got the vision. I got to bring the provision. And God has anointed us both to do what we're supposed to do. If you believe that, go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. We will continue on this series. Amen. Praise the Lord.